0: It's episode 10. You know what that means. (laughs) Actually, you don't. I haven't told you what every 10th episode is going to be yet. I have decided that every 10th episode of Joy Loving Home is going to bust an organizing rule that organizers throw out as if it's just something everybody should follow. And I would like to say that a lot of these rules are actually detrimental to some people, and those are ones that have ADHD, ADHD ADHD-type brains, and they're actually something that works against you instead of for you. So tune in today and every 10th episode to see if we can bust some of these organizing rules and find out a better way to handle it. So glad you've joined me. Hey, welcome to Joy Loving Home the podcast where we strive to plan our schedules and organize our homes while being intentionally flexible so that we can leave space in our lives for spontaneous joy. I'm Joy Ridenour, professional organizer and flexible planning strategist. I have a heart for helping stay-at-home moms who feel overwhelmed and can't figure out where the time goes while their kids are at school. If you are ready to lean into your chaos and simplify your home, then you're in the right place. And don't worry, I know from experience that rigid schedules, daily habits, and strict routines don't work for you because they didn't work for me either. If you want to stay flexible, live in the moment, and prioritize the people in your life over the things, then I'm so glad you've joined me as we create a joy-loving home together. Before I get started busting today's roll, I just want to remind you of a couple of things that I'm super excited about. I have started a Facebook community just for the listeners of this podcast. You can reach it by joining me at bit.ly/joylovinghomecommunity. That's b i t . l y forward slash joylovinghomecommunity. We really want to start doing some group decluttering and organizing in that group, and I'm really hoping you'll join me there. Secondly, I just recorded this. For the first time ever in my car while waiting for my daughter outside of soccer, I thought it turned out really great, and because I'm new at all of this and technology is my barrier, I cannot get it to download in a format that my computer will allow me to use. So I'm attempting to recreate what I said, hoping it's just as masterful the second time around, but I will laugh to say I did not know that I said the word rule Funny, but every time I listened back, it sounded like I was saying roll instead of rule. So anyway, I'm trying to break rules that are common to organizing that I don't think should be rules at all. So if in the future I start saying something that sounds like rolls, you know what I mean? Anyway, okay, so let's get started. Today's episode is about this only touch something once rule. The reason it's established and it made very good sense whomever established it was that a lot of clutter is delayed decisions. So think about your clutter and how it got there in the first place. A lot of times that clutter truly is the result of delayed decisions. You were getting ready to run somewhere and you didn't have time to put something away so it just sits where it is. Then you go back and you decide to go put it where it belongs, but it doesn't really have a home, and you don't have time to try and create some sort of home, so it stays there. And then you decide you're going to get rid of something, but there's a lot of guilt associated to it, or it was a gift and now you don't know what to do with it, or you spent a lot of money on it and you don't know if you should sell it or not sell it. All of these things are delayed decisions. It is normal. It's typical and It's a legitimate explanation for how clutter gets established in our home. So organizers come through and say, no more delayed decisions. They will tell you, just grab an item, make a decision. Are you keeping it or are you not keeping it? Great. You're keeping it. Go put it where you want it to live. Find a home for it. Or you say you're not going to keep it. Even better. Throw it in the donation bin. Now pick up the next thing and move on. Don't delay, don't think, don't stop. Just keep moving and make these quick decisions as a way to finally conquer the clutter. And if you've hired an organizer and they're there with you, um, you have that sort of added accountability and and this is this is supposedly why you hired them, right? to get through this pile of delayed decision. But the only touch-it-once rule, I think, backfires for brains like ours for two reasons. One, if you are trying to make a quick decision and your brain, which is not neurotypical, struggles with sort of the executive function of holding all of the processes of like, okay, I have to decide whether to keep it or not keep it, and then I'm deciding whether if I'm getting rid of it, I'm donating it, or I'm trashing it, or do I need to decide where to donate it to? And all of a sudden, that's sort of overwhelming. And then if you're like, oh, wait, if I keep it, you're going to ask me where is this going to live, but I don't really know where it lives, which is why it doesn't have a home right now. And that's why it's where it is. And what are you doing adding all this anxiety to me to have to make this decision just one time while holding this thing once? And. All of the sudden, this paralysis occurs and you end up right back where you started with. So I would like to bust this only touch it once rule and say that is not helpful. Uh, I think it's also detrimental if you have hired someone to help you or you have a friend over and they're giving you this, well, hey, they say just touch it once. Let's make these decisions. You're feeling that pressure and you're like, oh, my friend is going to think I'm wasting their time if I can't make a decision. So I I just, I'm going to decide to get rid of it because that's why I had them over here to help me get rid of things. Or you hired that organizer and that organizer will tell you, and they're sincere about it, that they will never make you get rid of anything you don't want to get rid of. But they're also trying to talk through some things with you and they're trying to say, hey, do you really need this? Why, Why are you really keeping it? And this anxiety builds When you have stress over making cluttering decisions, decluttering decisions in the first place, and you can have the tendency to either get rid of something you weren't really prepared to get rid of and possibly regretting it, or you panic because you think you're going to be made to get rid of everything, even if the organizer has told you they won't, (laughs) and you start keeping everything and you don't end up anywhere. I think this touch it once rule provides way too much pressure. And I would like us to consider a better way. So the better role to replace it with is not so much touch it as many times as you want, but let's at least touch it twice. And the piles we're going to put it in are not keep versus donate. The piles we're going to put it in are, yes, I know I'm going to keep it. You don't have to worry anymore about where it's going, where it's living, anything, just a pile that is, I know I'm keeping this. A pile that is, I am ready to part with it. You don't have to think about whether you're donating it, whether you're discarding it, whether you're selling it. It's just a separate pile that is discard. And then you have a third pile that is called the reconsider pile. And the reconsidered pile means you get to circle back around to it after you've done all the easy choices. And the way this benefits is you know there isn't a one-time touch-and-done, and the decision has to be made, and it can't be changed. So every time you're picking up an item, if it's not an easy yes or an easy no, it's a uh, don't stop yourself, don't get stuck, put it in the reconsider pile. Now at the beginning, you're going to have a whole lot of reconsiders, and you're going to start asking yourself, why, why did she tell me I could do a reconsider pile? all I'm doing is touching everything and putting it right back into the same pile. It might seem like that at first, but give yourself some grace and just keep going because you will suddenly stumble upon a easy yes or an easy no. Then as you pick up more and more things and you start exercising that muscle of decision making, and it is a muscle and it takes some time to get warmed up, the longer you go, the more it opens yourself to being willing to get rid of things. The more you go, you start to hone in on that goal you have for the space that you're sorting in where you're really thinking, gosh, I have a vision for this space and does this thing I'm holding really match that vision? And if it's not, yeah, I I want this here. Let's put it in the yes pile. Then it starts becoming no, no, I'm ready to get rid of this. So once that muscle has built and you see your keep pile happening and it's starting to Develop a theme of what you want this room to be like. And you see your no or your discard pile, donate pile growing, which builds confidence, and you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to have space in in here. Then, when you have sorted through all of the things one time and you start on your reconsider pile, you know so much more. You're more prepared. You are ready to say a more definitive yes or a more definitive no. Now, I do want to say, that this pile called reconsider um, can still be added to, right? So you can reconsider again. But the second time through, I want you to call it the marinate pile. So the first time you have a yes a no and a reconsider. Then you go through your reconsider pile and you have a yes, a no, or a marinate. And your marinate pile goes into a cardboard box that you cannot see in and that you're gonna close up. And you're gonna store it in a place that is a little bit inconvenient because what's going to happen is you're going to mark a date on that six months into the future and you're going to tell yourself if I haven't touched anything that's in this box for six months then I'm going to actually just take it straight to donations and if that adds too much stress you're going to say I'm going to pull this back out and rename it the reconsider pile again and you're going to pick each thing up and put it into a yes and no or a marinade again. Box that box back up. Put it away for six more months. See if the time frame of a year helps you make more decisions on that. And I know there be people who are listening to this, particularly if you're an organizer, and you're like, "Why is she giving them this advice? This is terrible." The whole point of the touch it once rule is so that they don't keep having this clutter hang around forever and ever and ever. And What I challenge you to say is, I'm not reaching the person who is listening to this who is a type A, ready to go, knows easily how to make yes no decisions, is always decluttering all the time, has no guilt or separation issues with getting rid of stuff. That's what other organizers are for. I'm here trying to reach you if you can't seem to get rid of anything. So, narrowing this down and getting rid of some of it making decisions about some of it and making that indecisive cluttery pile get smaller and smaller and smaller is progress. And it is about progress. It isn't about perfection. It isn't about the pile being completely decided on in one fail swoop. It's too paralyzing. It's too much of a struggle and it stops us in our tracks. I want you to not keep avoiding the the pile because you feel like there's some rule that you can't hold yourself to in touching each thing once. I want you to have grace in knowing I have permission to go through this and the easy yeses and the easy noes I'm going to do right now. And that pile got smaller. And the next time I face that reconsider pile, I can really tackle it because I'm learning more about myself I'm learning more about my space, I'm building these decision-making muscles, and there's no pressure. The pressure is off. So I hope that's helpful. I love being able to bust these myths that I think can be detrimental, particularly to the community I'm trying to reach. And if that sounds like I'm speaking to you, I love that, and I really do hope that you'll continue this conversation with me and with other like-minded ladies over in the joy living home community on facebook so uh until next time looking so forward to tackling more topics and hoping that you'll continue to reach out to me and let this be a a very welcoming non-judgmental encouraging community until next time choose joy i'm so glad you spent your time with me today If you'd like to join an encouraging and judgment-free community of women just like you, please join us at bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. That's bit.ly forward slash joylovinghomecommunity. I would love to interact with you there. You can also bless me and help other moms by rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen. It means the world to me if you have found value in these podcasts. And by reviewing them, you help other women find me too. Also, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram at joylovinghome. Love to hear from you. Or just email me. I'm joy at joylovinghome.com. Until next time, choose joy.